You're listening to Going Places and Making Friends, a half travel podcast, half interview podcast, where you'll be learning alongside me, your host, Cassidy, as I travel the world and have deep conversations with the friends I meet along the way. Now let's get to it. Welcome to Going Places and Making Friends. I'm your host, Cassidy, and today I'm with my good friend, Casey Fong. Hi. Hello. Um, (laughs) We just spent two and a half months traveling and living in Paris together. How do you feel about me? (laughs) Wow, okay. Uh, Much better than before. (laughs) You were Uh, iffy before. (laughs) I wasn't iffy. I was, it's, it's just, I haven't lived with a roommate for so long, so you haven't either. Yeah. So it worked out pretty splendidly. That's um, true. And now we're in Marrakesh. Yes. It's hot. It's so hot. It's going to be like 113 yeah, today. It sure is. We're going oh. ATVing. We are in in a deserty area. Yes. So I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves. And, mm, Fun. Detox. Experience. Uh, photos. Photos. For the gram. It's always just videos. <laughs> Um, okay, so also I want to thank you because we I went on a hiatus for this podcast uh, while we were in Paris, and I didn't record anything. I recorded one episode when oh. we first got to Paris, yes. and now this is the return episode, so okay. I want to thank you for being <laughs> on the return episode. Great. Um, you know, there are so many fans out there yeah. that were waiting for this drop. <laughs> they were like, where's, where's Cassidy? I need my podcast. <laughs> No, yeah, that it worked out. We were always trying to plan something to do the recording. Didn't. And instead, we drank a bunch of wine and ate a bunch of bread and. Too many spritzes. Lived our best lives in Paris. It was great. Um, well, I want to ask, so you are a circus performer yes. and you do what's called straps, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Can you explain what that is for people who don't know? Uh, straps is an aerial apparatus. Um, it's like silks, which is the big pieces of fabric uh, that people climb up and down and do drops on. Straps is basically the rings in gymnastics, just without the rings. Um, so you're strapped into the straps by the wrist and, uh, from there you hang and pull yourself up or do climb up the, the straps themselves. Um, uh, straps tends to be a very, you tend to be the actual apparatus rather than the straps. Um, and it's different in silks. It's very different from silks. Straps is the, it's. It's the one people use to condition a lot because it's so strength intensive. Um, It's also the one that people hurt their shoulders the most because it's so, so hard on the shoulders. Yeah, so are you a masochist? Like, you could just do silks. Like, you could be wrapped (laughs) in beautiful fabric. Instead, you're choosing, like, hard straps. the hard one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's there's something about the strength of it that I love. Um, And I... I just really love being challenged. And yeah, I'm a masochist. <laughs> uh, it, there's just something fun about like crying when you're trying to work out and then you feel good afterward, you know? Like when you finally get it. When you get a trick down okay. or when you do like, instead of eight reps, you do 10. Mm. Um, but I think a lot, the problem with straps is uh, because it's so intensive, a lot of people tend to be very hard headed and they end up getting hurt 
What led you into circus? Uh, as a kid, I was a gym. I was in gymnastics, uh, and then my dad set me up into a, a circus class in high school. Um, then in Hawaii, I met some people and who taught me silks. Mm. Uh, and then after that, it kind of just was this perfect blend of exercise, community, and friendship, and uh, art, mm. which I don't, I can't, I for myself can't find it anywhere else in other types of uh, fitness or sports. Um, it's a great way to make money too, in the sense of oh, I can perform while working out and having <laughs> friends. So it's I, I think it's a great place. I, it's a very efficient place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you started on Hawaii, and I know that you've done it in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about like the community of circus and what has that what that has meant to you? Yeah, uh, Portland. My the place that I went to was um, the Circus Project. Um, just joined one of their year-long programs, and um, every, every practic I was there practically every day, either training or cleaning the toilets. Or <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I I did a lot of volunteer work. You know, this okay. is when I was poor, so um, I couldn't afford anything. So I'm like, can I watch the front desk in exchange for you know? paying for half of my classes yeah uh, so I did a lot of the, um, the cleaning um, but uh, as far as the circus community in Portland it's because Portland's so liberal and queer uh, accepting uh, I've, I've met a lot of friends through the community because we're all just weird people just trying to make art I was part of a queer circus I was on NPR when they did a little story oh that's cool yeah I was part of Jack's Jack Stockland's uh, uh, Sir Cupcake, yes. Sir Cupcake, yes. Um, and yeah, just was in a couple of his shows, um, did some side gigs, like at a, a corporate party, mm-hmm. where I was like a cowboy or a <laughs> circus person, because the theme was uh, The Greatest Showman. But um, yeah, it's been really great. The whole community is very tight-knit, and but also very open, and mm-hmm. we talk a lot about diversity or privilege it's a, a very vulnerable but also amazing yeah. community yeah Were you, did you do theater in high school i did not but i was friends with a lot of theater kids okay. Yeah. Okay. i made their clothes because i was in oh. their sewing class like okay. a costume class so yeah you were kind of in i theater. was kind of in yeah. there yeah we, we have things set people or feet part of the oh yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah there's the front people where you know the actors and then there's the the people in the back, in the back. Running making the show. it all happen yes they're just as important <laughs> oh they are in, they are the importance yeah um yeah i asked just because i feel like it's kind of like you know the theater kids circus kids i feel like they're very similar yeah <laughs> uh, a lot of people did come from circus as well um you are the tends to be just performers in general so yeah. you get a lot of dancers gymnasts or uh, people that just like want to do it which is, i always commend mm-hmm. um it is scary and intimidating when you see you know a person drop from the sky and they're like you want me to do that and i say yes, yes. <laughs> do it okay so speaking of dropping from the sky mm-hmm. and not dying mm-hmm. um has there been a particular move or I don't know the right lingo, but something that you've tried really hard to to get down and perfect, and but for some reason you haven't been able to do it. And like, what was it? I mean, I'm, maybe not. Maybe you literally have done everything you've tried. 
there's there's a very coveted move I I feel like in sh- in straps. It's called a a flag, where okay. your arm is behind you. You're on one arm, and then you're kind of suspended with your arm behind you in a horizontal position. Um, okay. I, I've seen Laying you uh, show down you the video. Yeah, in the, air. in the air on your side, and your arms behind you, um, and it's called a flag, and it's it is the very it's it's like you're the quintessential holding, beautiful move. Yeah. You're holding the strap with the hand that's behind, behind you, you while you're laying horizontal in the air. In the air. It's yes. continue <laughs> to continue describing this journey to get this move. <laughs> it's a, well the the that's the first move you get like that's that's the coveted move foundation. Okay. That's like level one. Oh. After you do just uh, two years of just conditioning. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and then there's a move where it's called a switch, where you go from a trick called meat hook, and then you like swing over and flip onto the side to make a flag, and it's called a switch. And so you wow. you train a lot to like learn how to land it. And there was a trick I was learning and getting down really well called the flare to flag where you would be spinning on one arm and do a flare with your legs and then you'd use that momentum to fly into a flag and settle there and you'd keep spinning and I was getting it down pretty regularly and then the world went to shit <laughs> literally like the day I was getting it down it was like we need to shut everything down and everything but um no yeah it was pretty I try not to think about it too much yeah but um yeah the I think what set me upset me most was the we were gonna put on a show, um, and I was gonna be pretty much like the main character, and I had to I my the coach that was training me uh, put a lot of expectation on me, which was great. I was ready for the challenge. He's like, the show is gonna be about choices, so at the end, Casey, they have to choose whether or not they want to see you do a straps act or a handstand act. And so he's the like, the audience. The audience has to. The whole Whoa. concept was like, what is choice? You know, when you make a choice, you don't get to choose. You don't get to see what happens to that other the other option. Path. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he's like, okay, you got to be ready to do either a handstand act or a, or a straps act. And I was I was really nervous but excited. Double and, the work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, was the whole whole is it called performance yeah. that way where you were like the audience was making choices along the way? We, it was so in its infancy. Oh, okay. That we uh, we we didn't know. Okay. And by that it was going to show up in May, but then you know COVID happened in March. So yeah. Uh, since then, it's been a bit of a slippery slope. Um, a lot of my friends lost their job, obviously, yeah. so quickly. A lot of them actually had to turn away from circus because it wasn't. It suddenly became. It was hard enough as it was, to make it. Um, I don't want to say viable, but like lucrative. Yeah. Job. So they had to find other alternatives, um, which is really sad, and it never should have happened. But um, I lost a lot of skill and strength, and uh, I can't do like a quarter of the things that I used to be able to do. But I can. I, I'm still gonna get back into it. Yeah. Um, this Paris trip was just a, way, a wonderful way to like kind of reset everything. But yeah, yeah that's, that's my trip. <laughs> so you're going to go back and try to do that trick again? I have to train a lot. Like a train. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Train yeah. and yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to. And I can because I've seen people. One of, one of the coaches I had, um, they're well, they're like in their 40s and they can still do like a one-arm handstand or mm-hmm. the tricks that I've had struggling doing even when I was pretty fit. But um, 
Yeah, I'll get back into it. Just yeah. uh, need to set myself up for success for that. <laughs> yeah. And you're moving to Seattle. Yes. And you've heard, seen, met people mm -hmm. in circus there. So mm -hmm. you know that there's a pretty good community. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. There's a, there's a really big, there's, it's bigger, probably more opportunities as far as just like gigs. I think the gyms might be more, I don't want to say better. They're just gyms in general. And there's a flying trapeze school tent out there that I really want to try. Oh, like yeah. permanent tent? Permanent, yeah. Ooh. So I'm like, if I could volunteer there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done that a lot where, yeah, you volunteered for like half price or that, That's my trick to not only, uh, I feel like after college it's just so hard to make friends, quote unquote. So yes. um, my way of getting around that is volunteering because then you're, you become a familiar face that everyone sees mm -hmm. then when you're like hey i'm here usually the staff will ask you to do more you make friends that way they realize how cool you are <laughs> <laughs> and then they either they they've offered you a job or you become just really good friends and you just make um, i don't know you just slowly become part of the community yeah, yeah. you like sneak in there yeah you sneak in because you're like i'll wash the toilet yeah and then you're like haha -ha, like, i'm part of your family <laughs> surprise <laughs> Um, that's, yeah, that's my usual way to do it. Like language classes as well. Mm -hmm. I would just, you did it for France. Yeah. For French. I didn't make friends. Oh, you didn't? But I volunteered. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I do have, I do have one friend that is now on Instagram and we like DM each other now mm -hmm. and again. And I got that friend by volunteering at the French right. school. So yeah. 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 It's yeah. And it, I was volunteering for like two, two years. So I, yeah, I became more time. of a staple there, which was really nice. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my trick and tip for a lot of people. I'm just like, just volunteer because then you, you get to meet people. You get to do something. <laughs> Maybe you'll get half off classes. You, yes. Or, yes. You know, whatever, so. <laughs> that's usually that's the case, actually. <laughs> they can't pay you, but they can give you a discount. Love it. So, okay, we mentioned that you're moving to Seattle. Mm -hmm. You've lived in Portland, Hawaii, Florida, Vegas. Oh, we don't talk about Florida. <laughs> we, we don't talk about Florida. Um, <laughs> Germany as Germany, well. Yeah. Now Paris. Yeah. Um, I don't, do, would you consider, like, would you say, like, oh, I've lived in Paris? No. Um, no. I feel, for me, the year, a year is... Okay. Uh, a time mark where I'm like okay that's enough to either maybe get a job there mm -hmm. or have worked there but like really soaked yourself into the culture yeah to the day to, to the point where you're on a day and you're like I don't I don't like that restaurant or like I don't like that person that I've <laughs> seen all the time I don't know yeah you have opinions I have opinions about yeah <laughs> whereas like two months is is great enough time to like get used to it but still not enough time to like I don't know we were just starting to make friends with people yeah. and it was so hard to be like we just started we, we just started a little in. group <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh two months I would just say is a really good long vacation okay okay well yeah. I'm wondering so you lived in, in these other places mm -hmm. for longer um what has moving around like that and living in these very different places <laughs> um taught you about the concept of home and then also like do you have kind of a definition of home quote unquote and like 
some people say like home is where my laptop is and, oh. or, or like things like that they they feel a little bit more like nomadic um, where do you consider home and how do you create home where you are that's a really good question um, because I've been moving around so much my, like my dad was part of the military so we also moved around as kids um, just kind of got used to I would always actually feel anxious when I wasn't moving around two or three years especially during college and high school uh, I shouldn't say high school uh, college um, uh, after Germany and Hawaii I kind of went I was like what am I doing I just I went back home for a bit in Vegas I was like, okay, I'm just going to go up to Portland. And I guess for me, what home is, is usually, I think it's more of a confidence for me. I guess I never really felt confident wherever I was because the environment was always just so different or I always felt like I had to move. Okay. Um, so home for me, even now, even though I've lived in Portland for so long, it didn't quite feel like home. Okay. Um, so I do think, this is going to sound weird, but home is wherever I can have a routine. Yeah. And, um, so like when we were in Paris and I, the first thing, one of the first things I did was just get a gym membership. There was just that sense of like, okay, there's something here that's stable. Yeah. I guess it is stability. Um. And familiarity. And familiarity. Seeing similar faces or, um, I think that's the biggest thing I was missing as far as like when we keep moving from... Airbnb to the uh, next is like a change again, you know, <laughs> um, uh, especially in Vigrif. Yeah. God. We don't talk nice. about Vigrif. Oh, we don't talk about Vigrif as well. Okay. Oh, no. It's the Florida <laughs> it's of the Paris. Florida, it's the Florida <laughs> suburb of Paris. Uh, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, as we were moving from that place, that's where I was like, oh, I don't have a home. You know, like when we were starting to settle into like some of these other Airbnbs, we're like, hmm, I like this weird glass table with this creepy statue holding it yeah you know? yeah so uh, i'm rambling a bit but uh as soon as i get a place where i'm just like doing some form of routine and it doesn't have to be like the exact same thing every day um that's where i feel most comfortable okay i guess so in portland did you not have a routine or you did and it just didn't feel right and that's why portland didn't really fully feel like home or what was it about portland that just wasn't right to you um i think Unfortunately, it was just the pandemic that kind of ruined it. Okay. I'm not saying it ruined Portland, but it just real after that, the circus community for me just really dissolved because that was our one thing that was keeping us. Friendship still prevailed, but like all of a sudden we couldn't just like exercise together or yeah. make art together. Uh, and I think overall Portland, um, on a more serious note, it was it's it's still very white. Yes. And it is very hard to go out there. I'm Asian American, by the way. <laughs> um, it's hard to go out there every day and not see people that look like you, you know? Yeah. Or when you do go out there and whatever you, what I consider normal is criticized as being weird or non-normal is very jarring. So it was a mixture of, uh, okay, I, I would like something different as yeah. well as the pandemic and... Um, I don't know, finally saying like, no, I want this, you know, I mm -hmm. want to be around people that look like me or I want to experience a little something, something bigger. Yeah. yeah. In your journeys, or I guess before your journeys, you started learning German <laughs> and I'm really interested on, in like, what is it about language that really intrigues you? Cause you also, we took French class together. You're going to continue learning French. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, <laughs> even Paris did not. Paris did not count. <laughs> <laughs> but it also didn't deter you. Mm-mm. You still feel like you're going to try. I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm going to do it so that I can have the same experience with German when I try and they just repeat to me in English. Um, um, but but what is it about language that intrigues you or makes you want to learn it? Because you, you know, you're not in high school. It's not easy for your brain to like learn a language, um, or not as easy. It's a hard, it's a hard task and it takes a lot of commitment. Um, so why? <laughs> uh, uh, I guess in general, I just find language really cool. My mom is from the Philippines, so she spoke Ilocano and Tagalog. Mm. Ilocano is uh, the dialect of where she, of her island, okay. of her city. And um, so she didn't teach us, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know what it's like to actually communicate in a completely different language. And I do think there is a difference between learning it versus thinking, dreaming, being in that language. Okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Being immersed fully mm-hmm. from a yeah. child perspective. Because yes. I, I started learning German because a friend of mine, my ex, actually, he spoke German. I was like, that's cool. Uh, I'm gonna learn it with you. And um, we broke up. And <laughs> I just continued with it. How old were you? I was uh, fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I started watching all the Disney movies in German. Simple, simple German, but and I already knew the plot, so that was really helpful. Um, just started teaching myself and started taking classes, and then an opportunity came where uh, in my German class, they're like, hey, here's this program where they basically pay you to live in Germany for a year, an exchange program, you should sign up. Um, and I did, and I, it was the opportunity to live in Germany, so yeah. that weird obsession with the language grew into something really cool. Germans were a lot of fun. I think the best compliment is usually when a German's like, wow, your German is like, you sound like a German. And then I'm like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and You get all shy. I get all shy and I'm like, thank you. That's really good compliment. And then they just continue speaking to me in English. But um, I think with French, um, we've, we've talked about it where it's just so hard. They don't, they don't, they choose not to have consonants when they speak. <laughs> It's all vowels. It's just vowels, and it's pretty, but like, it's damn, hard. it's hard. <laughs> um, even when they speak slowly, or you know, our ears just aren't yeah. fine-tuned to the language because we're still learning it. But um, damn, I don't know what word is what yeah. or what letter is what. So why so. do you want to continue? Uh, I think there's a stubbornness to me. Okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I also think. There's there's this joy I get when I speak someone else's language, mm-hmm. and we're com- completely understanding each other. Yeah. There's this sense of like pure happiness, and um, it's it's whenever you get that like oh, we're on the same page, you know, or you look across the room, something happens in a at a party, you make eye contact with someone, and you both know what's what you're both thinking. Oh. You're like this person's wild, or like, <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, <laughs> It's just that, I don't know, immediate connection that I really like with my language. And you get bragging rights. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the most frustrating part, though, is as Americans, we, we're catered to as far as language. Yeah. So 
we don't get that same opportunity to just practice a different language because most most of the times everyone's speaking English. Mm-hmm. So as much as I like a good struggle, no way. As much as I like being having a lot of things kind of easy, it is frustrating when you want to learn something and nobody wants to. Yeah. Practice with you. Yeah, so. you just need to find other English. Um, like English speakers though, that are also learning the language. <laughs> <laughs> we that that's what happens in Germany. We all, all the people in our class, all the other Americans in our class, are like the Germans won't speak German with us, so we'll just practice with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> doesn't work because <laughs> you we make the same mistakes and our sentences are so easy. It's like I want this, you want that, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to grow mm-hmm. when you don't have a more seasoned mm-hmm. or, you know, natural speaker right. of that language speaking with you. And we've learned, like, all also, how we learn in America is not anywhere else one speaks in that language. Yes. <laughs> We're taught new some, or the use, use of the we in French is new, but no one really uses that. It's always on. But then uh, sounds like every other yeah, it word. Yeah, sure does. But it's okay. We don't need to <laughs> complain about the French language. We can have a specific episode about well, that <laughs> where we just bitch. We, just <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. Um, but yes, yeah, still on the topic of French and France. Um, mm. So you've done Germany. You were with um, other students at that time. Uh, yes. In Germany, now in Paris, mm-hmm. we were we were together, but also we were very independent as well. Um, I'm wondering, kind of reflecting back on the last two and a half months, do you feel like you've learned anything about yourself? Oh, in general, I so in my therapy sessions, a lot of it is just working on like confidence, mm-hmm. and so a lot. What I've just been really learning is how to breathe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I'm overwhelmed now with anxious things or um, processing things, and <laughs> um, there's a uh, bee attacking yeah. us. <laughs> We're hoping it doesn't land anywhere near us. Hi. We've been just surrounded by bees this entire summer, uh, and like save the bees and everything, but keep them away. <laughs> Those weren't bees in 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 Paris, though. Those were. Full Those on were, yellow jackets. Yeah, like wasps. <laughs> um, yeah, breathing. So what I've been, what what something I've learned about myself or more practicing is just learning how to breathe when I'm anxious. Um, it's it sounds so simple, but not learning how to jump on my emotions has been really helpful. Also, you've taught me. Um, we've had some, you know, as, as roommates and friends, like you step on each other's toes or something happens. I've learned to have meaningful conversations um but i also it's that's a two-way street you know mm-hmm. you both have to be in a place both emotionally intelligent and like um empathetic enough to actually have a conversation and understand where the other person's coming from yeah um and so yeah i think overall for me it's 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 not so much what i've learned but i'm like oh okay this is who i am Mm-hmm. and how to stick to what I want, but also hold space for others. Yeah, That's really good. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, 
a great place to kind of end. Um, we're coming to time here, and I just want to ask you, um, I ask all my guests, um, what's bringing you joy right now? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> like, this moment, um, I think I've really come to love quiet moments. Um, oh, and yeah, staying off of Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, cause then oh, I didn't bring my phone last night for our dinner oh, and, um, no, that's a lie. I didn't bring my phone one other night and I just didn't realize how much more, uh, present I was. Oh. So, um, yeah. Learning when to stay away from feeling like I need to be connected all the time. Yeah. Just taking it a lot slower than I ever thought possible and trying to live in the moment, which is common phrase but it's very hard to do it's hard <laughs> it's so hard especially nowadays oh yes my gosh. yeah so i i do want to like plug that you remove instagram from your phone yeah. and only have it on the weekend yeah. so i think that's everyone that you've told that to i've overheard them be like wow <laughs> I, what i noticed that too and they're like how mature of you i'm like you're older than me <laughs> Um, but it actually, what's nice if, if you do it or even just for a day, it still has your, all your information. Mm, yeah. So in the sense of like you, as soon as you delete it and then re up, re download it. Yeah. And log back in. You don't need to log back in actually. Oh yeah. It's just all right there. Kind of scary, but okay. It, it's <laughs> cause I think it's connected to your phone number. Interesting. But, um, <laughs> it makes it very easy to get rid of and then come back on just come back on too and i've noticed a world of change as far as anxiety and like wow. just time spent on it because yeah i don't i don't want to spend time i don't want to give my time to other people that yeah. they don't know me or something yeah so, absolutely your time is precious your time is precious oh. um speaking of time thank you for spending this time with me yeah. um finally after <laughs> two and a half months we, we were we could have done it in the quiet of our apartment <laughs> nope. but instead we're in this loud hostel where there's be background noise there's glasses breaking we, um but <laughs> you you told me like two weeks before we left we're go as soon as we get to paris let's do a podcast we wait until literally the last day we're living together to do it and i well it's perfect it's perfect, <laughs> it's, perfect. it's a good ode to our time together i guess yes. Um, well, thank you so much, and I'm excited for all of your future adventures thank and you. to visit you in Seattle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My house will be just Muji and fans. <laughs> Different fans from around the world I'm for so people excited. who don't understand that. <laughs> uh, um, well, great. Um, thank you. Yeah, of course. Until next time.